0: God promises in Joel 2.28 to pour out His Spirit on all humanity. Welcome to Global Outpouring, where we contend for that promised outpouring, and we equip for that outpouring, so that we may engage in that very outpouring. I'm Philip Bus,
1: And I'm Sharon Buss. Welcome to the podcast today. We want to make room for the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is is the one who is being outpoured in these days. It started on the day of Pentecost. It was like a seed, and now it's coming in a greater measure, like the harvest is about to come in. You can make a difference in the spirit realm and make room for him to move in the earth. So the scripture gives us many examples of what it looks like when the Holy Spirit would come on people They would prophesy or do some supernatural exploits or go beyond their own strength or courage. Today, we're delving into some of those verses and stories and our own experiences to help you get a picture in your spirit of different ways that the Holy Spirit operates. We're going to share some exercises to equip you to make room for the Holy Spirit to help you contend and engage with him for the outpouring in your life so that you can make a difference in the spirit realm and make room for him to move in the earth. So before we get started today, we want to invite you to go to our website, globaloutpouring.net. And be sure to hit that subscribe button if you haven't already done so, so that you can get better connected with us, get our emails. We have several different lists to choose from. If you want to just be hearing from us about events and sales in our bookstore and that kind of thing, and when our next podcast comes out, subscribe to that. And if you are interested in reading more of what we write and praying with us, there are lists that you can subscribe to for that as well. One of the best scriptures that talks about the, the Spirit of the Lord coming upon people is Isaiah 61, verse 1. This is Isaiah's prophecy about Jesus. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord, Yehovah, has anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to them that are bound. Now, that word anointing is the key word here. Mm-hmm. The anointing that came on Jesus, the word Messiah is from the word that means to smear or pour oil on someone. And, and that's used in scripture. Every time you see an anointing like that, they're either anointing a king or a priest. Mm-hmm. So Jesus was declaring himself when he read that, when he read from the Isaiah scroll, he was declaring that he was the messiah he was declaring he's the anointed one how does luke four eighteen and 19 read in the passion translation philip
0: the spirit of the lord is upon me and he has anointed me to be hope for the poor freedom for the brokenhearted and new eyes for the blind and to preach to prisoners you are set free i have come to share the message of jubilee for the time of god's great acceptance has begun 2,000 years ago, it's begun.
1: Yes, it's begun. And he was declaring himself to be the anointed one. And he was declaring himself to be really, he, he was showing himself to be a king and priest, mm-hmm. or king or priest, but he is the king and priest after the order of Melchizedek. Melchizedek was both king and priest. And we see that in the book of Hebrews. But then he goes on to say in John chapter 20, verse 21, When Jesus appeared to his disciples after his resurrection, he said to them, Shalom. Shalom. Uh, You know, in all our English translations, it says peace. (laughs) Uh, Shalom, peace be unto you. As my father has sent me, so send I you. He declared himself to be the light of the world, and then he turned around and said, you are the light of the world to his Mm -hmm. disciples. So we are called to be kings and priests. And Revelation chapter one, verses five and six says, and from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood and has made us kings and priests unto God and his father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Amen. So Hallelujah. we're we're looking at this anointing we're looking at the the power of the holy spirit whenever you see oil in the scriptures it is usually a type of the holy spirit it's a it's a picture of the holy spirit so this anointing is about the spirit of god coming on us so sometimes it looks different on different people Mm-hmm. Some people are very staid and they're very quiet and, and all of a sudden the, the, the Holy Spirit speaks through them. Yeah. And they may, not, they may not move any differently than they would other times, but, but other people have other kinds of reactions.
0: I, I remember in the Toronto outpouring when we were watching videos oh, yeah. of that and, and you get prominent speakers up there mm-hmm. and they couldn't say anything or they try to talk and they couldn't, or they just fall, fall out under the power of God. And, and our founder Gwen Shaw said, you can know that's God when you have speak, preachers like that that can't preach yeah. because that's what they do when they get up there. Right. So, so That y- can only be God to close their mouth.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so you can see that, that it's all about making room for the Holy Spirit to do something that's beyond your natural thing. Your natural way.
0: I know Rona. That was was on our staff, mm-hmm. Rona Sparopoulos, and and she wrote the book, uh, "The Blood Entrance into the Supernatural." Yeah, tremendous
1: oh. book. We had her on oh, a yeah. podcast. I'll I'll put a, a note in or a link in the show notes.
0: Yeah, and she's she was British. She's Greek, but she was raised very british in uh, south africa Mm -hmm. and so she's just more very staid and very conservative Mm -hmm. and when the outpouring reserved (laughs) reserved. (laughs) so when the outpouring of the holy spirit was happening and she says you know all that crazy stuff you know that's i'm not going to do all that Mm -hmm. but when she went up there and the holy ghost just
1: it actually came on her in south africa
0: in south africa yeah oh wow okay and and uh, the Holy Ghost would when it would hit her while she's speaking, and she would just jerk her head sideways. It's like she said, it feels like a blowtorch, mm-hmm. just hitting her in the face, and it would just she'd just jerk her head sideways because it was so hot and and powerful. And yeah. she's the one that's stained, and so she jerks a little when she, you yeah. know, and it's uh, <laughs> to the average person that's foolishness, but yeah. but that's just what the Holy Spirit it does when it comes on her
1: yeah and some people some people will jerk some people will shake some people will go ho some (laughs) people will go yay so and and you know just different different sound sometimes they they you know blurt out something in tongues and and it it's a reaction to the holy spirit so it's not any one thing where when when you get this you're you're going to do a certain thing but don't be surprised if the holy spirit causes you to do something that is unusual for you Uh huh. if you're usually very loud and boisterous and excited and you know he may he may cause weeping to come on you yeah he may he may he may bring bring you into intercession he may bring you into just a place of silence some people i've known some people that just got plastered to the floor they got glued yeah and they couldn't go anywhere they couldn't do anything
0: well they just laugh so hard they're just
1: yeah yeah some people laugh some people people cry. cry yeah um and i've done both i've done both and and i remember uh for me there was a season that i would have this reaction where i would just crumple to the floor yeah some some thought would come into my head of the lord and and my body simply couldn't stand up. Yeah. You know, that reminds me of of in the book of Ezekiel uh, and different places. Uh, John in, in Revelation, he felt that his feet are dead.
0: Yeah, and where it talks about every knee shall bow. Mm-hmm. Every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And when the power comes on someone like that, the worst sinner, the most blasphemous person it's going to fall to the ground and cry out for mercy. Mm-hmm. That is going to happen.
1: Yeah. It absolutely
0: is. And sometimes it happens in, in moves of God that will happen. That's true.
1: That's true. And we want to see it happen yes. in in this great move that's yes. coming so that so that the sinners will be converted and, and, and not have to go to hell. Nobody mm-hmm. wants to see them go to hell. And
0: the and the worse they are, the better witness they are.
1: It's amazing. Absolutely yeah. amazing. So I remember one story of David Duplessis. He was one of the greats in in the uh charismatic move in the probably the late 60s and the 1970s. I don't remember how long it was before the Lord took him home. But he was invited one time to speak at some group that um uh, they were they were all there just and, you know, the worship is going on and people are, are feeling the Holy Spirit and they're acting like they did on the day of Pentecost where they said, <laughs> these men are drunk as you suppose. And they're all behaving like drunkards and and, and they're looking at David Duplessis and he's very staid and calm and, you know, very, he's South African too.
0: They call him Mr. Pentecost. Mr. Pentecost, Mr. Yeah. Pentecost in South Africa, yeah.
1: Yeah, and so he really carried it he carried this kind of move of the Holy Spirit with him, but he's watching all of this going on and, and the people that invited him are wondering, uh, did we make a mistake? Cause he's, he's not reacting. And when he finally got up to speak, he said, now you may be wondering why I am not rolling around on the floor like you are, or uh, those are probably not his exact words, but it's something along these lines. Okay, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. Because I can't remember exactly what what we read in the article, but it was the story goes that that he was saying, "I'm not reacting to the Holy Spirit like you like you are. That's because I've been doing this for a very long time, and I've learned how to hold my liquor." <laughs> <laughs> that
0: was like John Arnott, you know, the Toronto blessing. Yeah, he, he was always stayed and very. You never saw the, the power of God just moving on him like everybody else. Yeah, was,
1: but his wife would do what I was doing. She uh-huh. would crumple. She'd she crumple would she just... would fall apart and, and couldn't stand up to to do anything. And
0: he was the designated driver. Oh, there you
1: go. Yeah. <laughs> so I I remember the person who prayed for me told me what happened to Carol or not. Mm-hmm. That she was she was like me, that she would just fall apart when the Holy Ghost would come on her. And this person prayed for me the same prayer that was prayed for Carol that that the Lord would put structure structure yeah structure in me and he somebody prayed that for Carol that the lord would put structure to be able to hold her up so that she would be able to deliver the message that god had given her
0: so that's uh, giving you a bigger transformer
1: well yeah. there you go
0: a capacitor
1: <laughs> a better capacitor <laughs> so let's let's look into some of these things in the scripture okay the places where where god God's anointing and God's spirit came upon people. So we have Moses. Moses walked with God, spoke with him face to face. And he, then there, there came a time when the burden of the children of Israel was too much for him. So God took of the spirit that was upon him and put it on the 70 elders and they prophesied. And that's in Numbers chapter 11. I'll just read verses 24 and 25. So Moses went out and told the people the words of the Lord. And he gathered 70 men of the elders of the people and set them around about the tent. So that would be the tabernacle. And the Lord came down in the cloud and spoke Hmm. to him and took of the spirit that was upon him and put it upon the 70 elders. And when the spirit rested upon them, they prophesied, sounding forth the praises of God and declaring his will. This is from the Amplified. And they did so no more. So the King James says, so verse 25 says the Lord came down in a cloud and spake unto him. Okay. And they prophesied and did not cease. And mm. in other translations it says they prophesied but they only did it once. But the word the word there that says that the spirit rested upon them, that word is nuach and it means to rest, settle down and remain. Mm. And I know that in that in Hebrew, I'm not a Hebrew scholar, but I'm I'm learning lots of things, and in Hebrew there are uh, lots and lots of instances where there where there's rhyming words
0: mm-hmm.
1: and words that are similar to each other, and this this word nuach, it meaning to rest or settle down, and it, the word for the spirit is ruach. So um, you have a nuach of this of the ruach,
0: yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> and and uh, this word "resting," according to Gesenius in his Hebrew-Chaldee lexicon, he says that the original idea lies in respiring and drawing breath. Hmm. So, so the ruach, the word ruach can mean spirit, spirit or, or breath, breath or uh-huh. wind. Yeah. So you're drawing the breath that's resting on you. Hmm. You're, you're, uh-huh. You can breathe in that Spirit, and that is one of the ways that you can receive the Holy Spirit, is just by breathing in. He's present all the time, all around you, everywhere, just like oxygen. You can't sense it with your senses, but you can't live without Him just like you can't live without oxygen. You need to have that ruach. You mm-hmm. need to have that yeah. breath. You need to have that resting and settling upon you. That was what enabled those 70 elders to be able to have the wisdom of the Holy Spirit to be able to deal with the people so that that Moses didn't have to do it all. Yeah. And then it goes on to talk about how Eldad and Medad were some of the people that were on that list of the 70 elders and they went out into the camp and prophesied and and people were offended on mm-hmm. Moses' behalf. And then he said to them in verse 29, are you envious or jealous for my sake? Would that all the Lord's people were prophets and that the Lord would put his spirit upon them. Uh-huh. And I think that God heard those words uh-huh. and he wrote them in his book. And it was yet another prophecy about how he's going to pour out his spirit and everybody can prophesy. Yeah. Hallelujah. Acts two began that fulfillment. Then we have Isaiah chapter 11 and verse two that talks about the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him talking about Jesus again and the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. And that word nuach again means to rest, to settle down and remain, to repose, to have rest, to be quiet. It's kind of like make yourself at home.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: And and that's what, that's what Jesus said in, in the Upper Room Discourse where he's talking to his disciples about the Holy Spirit coming in and dwelling in you. Mm-hmm. And he also talks about if you love me, my Father and I will come and make our abode with you. Mm-hmm. And that is what this whole make room for the Holy Spirit is all about. Make a place for him to come and dwell, to come and rest. There's that There's that verse in, in Psalms where it says, Arise to your rest.
0: And be blessed by your praise. Yeah. yeah, that's
1: the song we sing.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, the oh, the glory the
0: of, your of, of his presence. Yeah. Oh. Yes.
1: Alleluia. we your temple give you reverence so arise to your rest come and rest in us where is my resting place he says mm-hmm. and and we're saying here here right here me. right here <laughs> come, <laughs> me come come and rest on me so let's look at what it looks like uh in in the book of judges when the spirit of the lord came upon the judges um, judges three talks about uh how the 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 lord raised up a deliverer for the children of israel who delivered them you know they they'd gotten off into trouble again yeah. over and over again in in the book of judges you see how god raises up a judge and the people obey god and then that judge dies and they all fall back into idolatry and yeah. trouble and and then god sends trouble he he lifts his hand of protection and 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 uh, you know stuff happens so god raised up othniel because the children of israel cried unto the lord He raised up Othniel, the son of Kenaz, Caleb's younger brother, and Mm. the Spirit of the Lord came upon him, and he judged Israel and went out to war. And that word, in this case, that word, um, how the Spirit of the Lord came, is the word hayah, which Mm. is the verb to be. So the Spirit of the Lord... bead upon him (laughs) (laughs) it was upon him it it just was it just was on him and and you know it's like we might say holy spirit be in our midst you know be upon me that's that's how this this reads and then then in judges 11 the same word haya is the spirit of the lord came or uh, came to be upon jephthah and he passed over Gilead and Manasseh, and you know, he went out and did the exploits against the children of Ammon. So then we have Judges 6, there's a different word that's being used, how the Spirit of the Lord came on Gideon, and he blew a trumpet, and Abiezer was gathered after him. And that word, how, how the Lord came upon him, is lavash or lavesh. And it means properly to wrap around, by implication to put on a garment or clothe oneself literally or figuratively in apparel to arm yourself to array yourself to clothe yourself to come upon so so um it's like putting on something to wear so the spirit of the lord came upon gideon like clothing Mm. he was clothed with the spirit of the lord
0: cocoon of his glory there you go there you go
1: that's a good one and then we move on to samson Uh, Samson, there's a couple of different words that are used here. and talks about how uh, the Spirit, in in verse 25 of Judges 13, and the Spirit of the Lord began to move him at times in the camp of Dan. And that word move means to control, to stir, to move, to direct, to impel, to move, to rouse, to strengthen, to urge. And the same word, this is interesting, the same word is used of Pharaoh and Nebuchadnezzar when they were troubled by their dreams. Wow. So they were roused up by their dreams. They were um, stirred. Yeah. They were moved. So, you know, it's, it's getting your attention. And when the, when the Spirit of the Lord came on Samson, he began to move. Yeah. He, began to, he was roused up to move. He was strengthened. Okay, that, that's where the strength came. Was from the Spirit of the Lord. He was just probably just an ordinary guy
0: to do unusual things.
1: Yes, <laughs> Un, to do things that were beyond his natural
0: strength. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah.
1: And then that's there's another word in chapter fourteen, verse six. Still talking about Samson. It says the Spirit of the Lord came, and this word is tsalach. It came mightily upon Samson, and he rent the lion as he tore the lion as he would te- tear a kid. You know, something that's, that's, uh, that's soft and not so strong like a, a kid goat. He was able to tear the lion like that. Wow. Uh, and he had nothing in his hand. And then in verse 19, it says, The Spirit of the Lord came upon Samson, and he went down to Ashkelon. He slew 30 men, took their spoil, and gave changes of garments to them which expounded the riddle. And then, verse uh, f- chapter 15, verse 14, the f- Philistines shouted. The spirit of the Lord came tsalach mightily upon Samson, and the cords that were upon his arms became like flax that was burnt with fire. You mm-hmm. know the 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 wow. wick of a of a candle. Yeah. You, you know how easy it is to break the wick of a candle after it's been burnt. Yeah. Uh huh. That's how easy it was for him to break those those bands that, that they were that they put on him.
0: Yeah, he also picked up the city gates, I, ripped them off. Their yeah, hinges. Yeah. The I mean the gates and the hinges, yeah, everything, and carried it off, carried it away. <laughs> that's true.
1: That's true. So interestingly, this word "tsalach" that means came on him, came mightily on him. It means to push forward in various senses. Uh, to break out, to come mightily, to go over, to be good. But it also means to be profitable or prosperity. It means to Mm -hmm. rush, to advance, to prosper, to make progress, to succeed, to be profitable or to prosper. So there's a couple of other instances where it's, there are many instances where it's used prosper and prosperously. Um, But Nehemiah 2, where Nehemiah is talking with Sanballat and Tobiah and Geshem and they were laughing at him and despising them and
0: uh, yeah this was the building of the wall of jerusalem yes the rebuild after.
1: and 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 they're saying what is this thing that you're doing are you rebelling against the king and nehemiah answers them and says the god of heaven he will prosper us Tzolach. He's going to to give us success. He's going to come upon us. Therefore, we, his servants, will arise and build because because the Spirit of the Lord was coming on them to give them the courage, to give them the backbone, to step up and do the thing that needed to be done. And that's what the Spirit of the Lord will do for you when you make room for him. He'll do it for Mm -hmm. me when I make room for him. Yeah. When we make room for the Holy Spirit, he's going to do all these things in our lives. Yeah. Now, there's another use of that word in Isaiah 53.10 that I just love. Isaiah 53 is that beautiful, poignant chapter that talks about Jesus' sufferings, that prophesies what he's going to go through. And verse 10 says, Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He has put him to grief. When you shall make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed, he shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper, Salah, Salah. in his hand. Hmm. Think about where his hand was. His hand was nailed to the cross. But the pleasure of the Lord was prospering. It was having success. The pleasure of the Lord was coming mightily upon him hmm. in that time yeah. and doing an exploit that if the princes of this world had known, they would not, not have, have crucified the, the Lord, Lord of, of glory. glory. That's, right. that's for sure. Yeah. So this, this word salach also means to go over or to go through as a river. This That's what uh, Gesenius says in his uh, dictionary. And so think about the Holy Spirit coming on a person like a river. Mm-hmm. Another place means to flow or to be poured out as water, uh, to go on, to fall upon, to prosper, to succeed. All of these things. Um, and, and then, then in First uh, in Samuel ten six, it talks about how the spirit of the Lord will come upon Saul, Salach, and you'll prophesy with, with the prophets and be turned into another man.
0: Yeah, that's what the Holy Spirit will do to you.
1: Yes. But in this case, Saul did not make room for the Holy Spirit to dwell with him and on mm-hmm. him and in him. Yeah. he ju- It would come upon him when he got into the right atmosphere. Mm-hmm. But it didn't dwell in him. He- it didn't make a difference. But when you look in 1 Samuel 16, 13, when Samuel is anointing David, it says, Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him, David, in the midst of his brethren, and listen to this, and the Spirit of the Lord came, Salach, upon David from that day forward.
0: And, and also, when, when Saul was confronted by uh, Samuel, and he said, what, what's this bleeding of the sheep I hear? And he mm-hmm. says, but he would refer to, I sacrificed unto the Lord your God. Yes. No, it was not my God, it was it was your God. Mm-hmm. He did not have relationship.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. He didn't he didn't carry it. No. He didn't go on to carry it. So in Joel two twenty eight we're reading our theme scripture about it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out of yeah. my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy your old men shall dream dreams your young men shall see visions and that word pour out is shafak and it means to pour out or to spill or to to shed like shedding blood you know so it can be it can be kind of violent and Claire McQueen when he he explained it to us he said it's like the outpouring of Niagara Falls it's mm. not like pouring out uh, from a cup or a pitcher it's uh-huh. like the yeah. of Niagara Falls <laughs> that's the outpouring that we're looking for and yes. and we saw it in seed form in acts chapter 2 when when the holy spirit was poured out on the day of Pentecost. And Peter said, this is that that was spoken of by the prophet Joel. But mm-hmm. we've, on, we've only just seen the first fruits of it. Yeah. We're, we're about to see the great fullness of the outpouring that the Lord promised. So, yeah. making room for the Holy Spirit. You gotta make room. So, Philip, you had an experience where you, was that a dream or vision?
0: It, it was a dream. I, w- I was dreaming that I'm on a boat below deck, because I'm looking out a, a porthole, and I saw this uh, water spout out there. You know, water spouts can be, they can be nonviolent. you know, they can move stuff, or it could be tornadic, you know, depending on the circumstances in the atmosphere. And I'm looking out at this water spot, and I just saw it kind of coming. I thought, well, if it hits the boat, it'll maybe just blow the chairs around on the deck. But all of a sudden, this thing just came in like a like a freight train. It just went, came in, hit the boat. And it's like I felt myself up in the air in this, like, this big, like, incredible noise, like, I'm, I'm going to blow up. You know, that's what it felt like. And immediately I woke up, but my heart wasn't racing or something like you get in a nightmare or something. You know how you wake up and your, your heart is pounding. It wasn't at all. It was just perfectly calm. I thought, oh, wow. And uh, we're bringing a speaker to our Sons of God conference, Bobby uh, Connor. Bobby Connor. Uh, we were driving him uh, to our place, and I, I mentioned this to him, and he said, "This is a picture of the Holy Spirit just being, you know, just being released in you." I thought, mm-hmm. "Oh, thank you, Jesus, Amen." Yeah, <laughs> you,
1: we as we make room for Him.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: it's making room for Him.
0: Because you never forget an experience like that. It was, yeah, that was awesome. Wow.
1: And and in the Book of Acts, you know, there. Are, there are numbers of times we don't have time to go into all the different times where the Holy Spirit came on people, and most of the time when the Holy Spirit came on them, it resulted in something that they would say, that they yeah. would prophesy, that and sometimes that they would do. But many times it was they they would they would have the spirit of boldness come upon them. Yeah,
0: that was like Peter. You know, he denied the Lord, and were for forty days later. Or, Maybe 50 days later when the when the Holy Spirit was poured out, and he's as bold as a lion, and he's right. preaching, and 3,000 people came to the kingdom. Right. You know, just within 50 days' time of denying the Lord and then having the Holy Spirit move on you. Yeah. So even at the weakest times, the Holy Spirit can just move you and do things you could not do in your natural.
1: Yes. Let's make room for him. So, Philip, what was it like when you
0: received the baptism in the Holy Spirit? I remember that I was I was getting prayed for and I just kind of went down under the power of God and I'm on the ground and all of a sudden I just start speaking, you know, in, in the Holy Spirit. And it's just like my mouth was moving. I wasn't trying to do anything. It was moving for me. It was the most amazing. <laughs> I Holy Spirit that, took over. Yeah, I don't know if it happens to everybody that way. But even when I was 12 years old, we were at a mighty move of God at our camp in, uh, in, uh, up in Wisconsin in Wapaka. It was a youth camp and it was a move of God going on. And uh, Malcolm Smith, he was very well known for his, his book on blood covenant. He was the speaker and everybody's getting filled with the Holy Spirit but me. Mm. I tried and tried, you know, and, and it just didn't happen. And so it was years later. I was 26 when this happened, when I got filled this time, you know, when the Holy Spirit poured in. And so I'm, I'm on the ground just speaking in tongues. And I get up after a while, and I stagger over to Sharon because I, I couldn't even walk straight, you yeah. know. And, and I just said, "How'd you like to get engaged?" Which I never <laughs> would have said in my right mind because we only went on one date. Yeah, you know, we're just, you know, I just rededicated my life to the Lord, and you know, went on a long twenty-eight day fast. And this is two weeks later after the fast, you know, when God did this to me. Yes. You, I was ambushed. It was You wild.
1: you did something under the influence of the Holy Spirit yeah. that was beyond your own strength at that moment.
0: <laughs> and I never regretted it. But I <laughs> never you. would have I would have never done it that, that early. I mean, uh-huh. You, when you were thinking th- about it. I was thinking about it, but you know, usually uh I need a confirmation on this. You know, I've, well let's do this uh for about a year. But God had other plans. It was a suddenly.
1: It was a suddenly. But God yeah. had been preparing.
0: He was preparing. He was Amen. preparing.
1: And, and we told that story in a podcast, and I'll put a link to it in the show notes. So one of the things that I, I want to close with is that you can have as much of the Holy Spirit as you make room for. And this idea of him coming down and resting on you and abiding on you, there's, there's no room for stress when he's resting. So anytime that we're finding ourselves feeling stressed, we just need to make room for the Holy Spirit. Uh-huh. We need to let him come and, and like just, just breathing in his presence will help for the stress to go down. He wants to work with us even more yeah. than we want him to work with us. Yeah. We, we want him. We want him really desperately sometimes, but he wants us even more desperately. Mm-hmm. And he, he wants us to learn to walk with him in a continuous flow of his presence. Brother Lawrence worked in the kitchen in a monastery about 400 years ago. And there's a book written about it called, The Practice of the Presence of God. It's in the public domain, so there's lots of different versions of it out there on the internet, you can download a PDF. It's even out there on YouTube as an audio book. I've been listening to it again, I've read it a number of times. But uh, he, he didn't actually write this, it was written about him from conversations and from his letters, and he developed a consistent habit of continual conversation with God and doing everything with a sense of purpose for the love of God, loving him with your whole being. And this is this is something for us to be aiming for as a, a picture of, yes, it's possible for frail humans to do this, <laughs> but even even beyond that, you have the picture of Jesus and how he walked continuously with the moving of the Holy Spirit, with the prompting of Holy Spirit, how he would, he would slip away and in the early hours of the morning while it was still dark, and he would commune with his father and pray. And he said, I never do anything that I don't see my father doing and I never say anything that I don't hear my father saying. I'm not doing this of my own accord. And that is where we need to make more room for the Holy Spirit to work mm-hmm. in us and through us so that we can uh, put our own agenda aside and put our own thinking aside. Let his mind be in you. Let his thinking be in you. And it comes from intimate communion with him. Mm-hmm. And it's something that, that Brother Lawrence took quite some time to develop. It wasn't just instant. And and you can do it and I can do it. We can do it, but it takes practice. Yeah. And you have to not give up. Just like Philip kind of gave up at the age of 12 <laughs> about receiving the Holy Spirit until he was in the right place at the right time. Yeah. And then the Holy Spirit came on him and filled him in a powerful way. And, and th- he's through these last 40, 40 nearly 41 years now, yeah. he's been walking with the, with the Holy Spirit and giving him more room and giving him more room and giving him more room. And that's what God wants to do with you. Yeah, listener.
0: But, it do- but it doesn't happen overnight. No, no, it doesn't.
1: But it happens step by step as we walk yeah. with him. Uh-huh. As we walk with Him. It's about walking with Him and and, and receiving the, the light of His Word. Your Word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path, but very seldom do we get more light than just the next step in front of us. Yeah. So today, before you lay your head on the pillow, practice the presence of God. Take time to just get quiet and breathe in His presence and breathe out worship to Him. Breathe in his presence and just be quiet and say, Lord, what are you saying? And even if he doesn't reply to you, he, you'll know that his presence is there. His presence is, is there for you. And you, you can see, that this is an exercise that I do and from Psalm 37, three through seven. You can go and look it up and, and meditate on it. But, but the key words are trust in the Lord and delight in the lord and that word delight means like to luxuriate to soak to 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 get softened in the presence of the lord all those things that are that are hard that are callous that are that are um, that are pains that are wounds all those things just let him come in and and caress those places and luxuriate in his presence and let him heal things let him heal wounds and then commit your way unto him all of the things that are your ways all of my ways i just roll them onto him that's what the word commit means it means to roll them onto him just roll them on him and let him roll his ways unto you. And then the fourth part is to rest in him. Mm-hmm. And and as you rest in him, his spirit will rest on you as you make more room for his Holy Spirit. So let's pray. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we ask you to move right now on each and every listener. Move by your spirit. Cause your Dear spirit Father. to rest. Yes. Cause your spirit to be. Cause your spirit to rush, cause your spirit to pour, cause your spirit to, to em- empower and enable and encourage each and every listener. Lord, let everyone get the dose of the Holy Ghost yes. that they need right now.
0: Double portion. Yes, Hallelujah. in a
1: double portion, Lord, so that we can fulfill all that you have for all of us in this hour that we're living in, in this day that we're living in, in this world that we're living in, that we can be atmosphere changers because we're, we're operating in your atmosphere, that your spirit is the atmosphere around us in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.
0: Hallelujah.
1: If you enjoyed today's podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your review helps the podcasting platform suggest this podcast to other listeners who are also looking for a great move of the Holy Spirit. Check out our website at globaloutpouring.org to find out more information, read our blogs, connect with us, and donate. You can also browse our web store for life changing anointed books. Until next time, this is Sharon Buss. And I'm Philip Buss. God bless you with his overwhelming, loving presence.